0: Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. I am, of course, your host, Jeanette. Thank you for checking in uh, this podcast this summer. How's everyone's summer going? I really wanna know. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to episode 73 with Amber Lee, uh, matchmaker, but Amber challenged me to be a quote unquote second date girl this summer. And uh, y'all, I have not even managed to have one first date. So um, I'm just saying, if you're struggling, I'm here with you, but Good news, we are here to change all that because if the dating apps are going for you the way they're going for me, we clearly need to change up the energy. And that's why this summer I really wanted to introduce you to some ways to get off the damn apps, get back into the world. That's right, I am talking about IRL dating. So last month we had City Swoon on the podcast, which if you didn't know is a speed dating matched with app algorithm company. So we'll get you several good 10 minute dates all in one night. Um, and this month I am super excited to have with me on the podcast, Maxine Williams, who is the founder and CEO of We Met in Real Life, <laughs> uh, a new dating company in New York City. Maxine, I'm so excited to talk with you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Do you say We Met in Real Life or do you say We Met IRL? Like, what do you call your company? I say
1: both, honestly. <laughs>
0: so confusing so we'll do mm-hmm. we'll switch it up yeah. <laughs> depending on my mood mm-hmm. um so normally before we get started i like to read people's bios just to familiarize the listeners with who i'm chatting with but I, I couldn't find your bio anywhere so let's just start at the top linkedin tells me that you are actually a news producer and that you just started a job at now this is that right yes that is right congratulations thank you So by the looks of things, you have a background in media because I also noticed when I was talking to you on LinkedIn that you graduated from the School of Communications at Syracuse. You went on to work at BuzzFeed. I'm so curious, like what made you choose this path? What draws you to media in, you know, today's day and age?
1: Yeah. So I've always been interested in media, journalism, storytelling since like high school. I was newspaper staff all throughout high school. Cute decided to make it official in college and pursue that and moved to New York City after graduating in 2018. And I've been really blessed to have some really awesome career opportunities. But growing up when I was a bit younger, like middle school, elementary, I always thought event planning was really cool. I just didn't know how you could become an event planner. Like I heard about (laughs) wedding planners, but that was really it. And I knew i didn't want to do that because that job seems really hectic but i've kind of finagled my way into event planning indirectly so it's been a really cool journey yeah because you work as a producer as a right mm-hmm. so i make videos digital videos about news and feel good stories kind of news adjacent stuff
0: i'm a producer myself but i produce films so i'm always fascinated a, by people that do this full-time because I, <laughs> I I work on a job and then I take like a week off sort of project by project basis but um, are you like producing news segment or is it social media content?
1: It's a little bit of both like now the nature of our news source is yeah, digital yeah. so all of our stuff is on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, that whole thing. I work on the sponsored editorial team, so brands will approach us and have us make content for them. So I work a lot on a series called Scene where we feature different LGBT artists and different brands will reach out to us for Pride or other initiatives they're doing just to highlight queer people. And... We do some other stuff in between, but this is all sponsored content. That's why I say it's news adjacent, because it is happening. It's just like, I'm not reporting on like Kamala and Joe Biden, you know?
0: Right, right, no, like, well, this is a great question. Like, what is the news now? Like, now we have this like, not even just 24 hours cycle of information, but information isn't just like politics and thunderstorms coming and what happened with, the crime in your neighborhood now it's like it's it's just this barrage of constant information i, I imagine you're you don't shut your phone off very often
1: yeah yeah it's always <laughs> on always tuned in to what's going on and trying to stay hip on the trends online it's definitely a lot but i enjoy the work
0: did you think that you were going to end up sort of in digital media when you were working on a newspaper in high school <laughs>
1: no I didn't yeah Yeah, I thought I would be writing writing and yeah towards like my senior year of college I got more into broadcasting so then I was like oh maybe I could like be an on-camera personality or something and I realized that that was a more difficult route so I decided to pursue like video production news production in general and just where that took me studying it in college and once i learned a lot more in college buzzfeed was like a dream job for me because i was always on youtube seemed like they were making like such cool videos that were fun yeah. it seemed like stressful work um so <laughs> getting an internship there was like unreal for me and then working there was even crazier um so yeah then i freelanced for a bit and now I'm back staff and now this. And it's just awesome to see like how media changes every quarter yeah. almost and working in it and adapting to it is like sometimes a struggle, but I think it's all worth it in the end, you know?
0: And you're totally on the pulse of like literally what's happening in the world. I know that sounds like a really obvious statement, but I really am fascinated by the way that media in, it's like a trickle-down effect, like media influences, conversations, cultural shifts, tonal shifts, trends. Like, it's, it's a really fascinating pipeline of um, the way we all share information and ideas. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's like, it's a brand new world, as they say. Like, you know, like, the job you're in right now probably didn't exist 10 years ago. That's so wild.
1: Yeah. And it just seems like content is getting shorter and shorter. So that's a big challenge too. Like, how do we package this up and make it visually appealing? People are scrolling all day. How do you get their attention? There's a lot of hurdles to this industry and it's, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, good for, good for you. I'm sorry, like, I just get, I'm really fascinated by people that work sort of in an um, industry that's adjacent to my own, but what seems like an, a more difficult job than what I do. <laughs> so I'm like, how does it all work? Are you not stressed all the time? Like, it's, it's like, because I see how much content gets generated. And you're like, there must be a team of 100 people behind this company. And there probably
1: are. Yeah. Yeah. I feel great to have the support of a huge team so that, There isn't that stress if I worked on like a breaking news situation, totally different story, Um, but I'm glad to be in the sponsored realm where we get time and actual deadlines to create the things that we share.
0: Right. And you have little projects. That's fun.
1: Mm hmm. So how do
0: you have um downtime to run well I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's ask that question <laughs> in a second. I'm like, how does this woman manage everything? Is my number mm-hmm. one question. But let's back ourselves up um tell me about we met in real life when did you get the idea of it when was the moment that you knew you had to pull the trigger because we all have lots of ideas for dating apps i've had this conversation about eight million times with people i have an idea i've mentioned this on the podcast about four or five times (laughs) i have an idea myself and i do not ever want to execute it because i know how much work it will take but it's a brilliant idea Mm -hmm. so like when was the inspiration and when were you like no i definitely have to make this happen
1: Yeah, so it all happened pretty fast, honestly, but last year around November, I kept getting ads on Instagram for speed dating events, and Mm -hmm. they were in Manhattan, and I was like, oh, this is cool, like, this is like in the movies, and I guilted (laughs) one of my friends into coming with me, Um, but looking at all their flyers and stuff, it was all white people on the flyers, and a lot of my friends are not white and they were like, oh, like, this is cool, but I don't know if it's like necessarily for us. And for me, yeah. I felt like, yeah, I felt like those events were kind of unintentionally segregating themselves by not um, by having these images that are so polarizing. A hundred percent. yeah. And I think it's one thing to say, like, all are welcome, but it's another to intentionally make a space where you're trying to make sure that people are coming from different backgrounds and they feel comfortable in that. So after attending that event, and it wasn't diverse, I felt like I could make one that was cooler and better and for people that look like me and mine. Um, so that was November. And I put out some fillers in my network and asked men and women, like, would you come to this if I made one? And came up with the name really quickly. Um, in a brainstorm session with one of my best friends and I just decided to pull the trigger Um, because like you said I feel like I have great ideas too all the time and I don't act on them and I'll see someone doing it later or I'll just think back to it like dang I wonder what would have happened if I did that you know so I was like what do I have to lose like it's we're still in the midst of a pandemic it's not that deep like it's better to try something and fail than to think about it and never do it, you know? Amen.
0: Amen. Yeah. I can't do on that. Like I love, I love female entrepreneurs so much. Like it takes so much simultaneous guts and vulnerability to like execute an idea that you had. So the fact that you, that you had an idea, you made it happen, that you took the leap. You had the courage to just say like, fuck it. This might this might fail. This might mm-hmm. suck, and I'm gonna do it anyway. That is tremendously brave of you. So I commend you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I was so scared it was gonna flop, man. Like I had my friends coming with me to gyms and stores in our community, and barber shops, and all kinds of places, advertising with flyers, and I was doing like promoted ads on Instagram. So yeah. It was, so much work. it was a lot. It was a it's big so much investment work. and a lot more work than I initially thought, you know, but <laughs> it was all worth
0: it. Let's <laughs> see. I already know how much work goes into it, which is why I do not want to make my mm-hmm. dating event cup. But I just really want someone to be like, Jeanette, that's a genius idea here's ten thousand dollars I'll help you make it <laughs> that's what exactly. I want exactly maybe someday you'll buy my idea when you expand and take over the universe and now you just have to give me a little credit <laughs> idea by yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we work you execute
0: that. <laughs> um exactly. I'll t- do you want to hear my idea really quick and then <laughs> i would love to hear it it's similar to like an event company so i went on this date once where this guy did not tell me what we were doing and he was -hmm. like just meet me on this corner it was like the corner of 36th and second like whatever four o'clock and i was like okay and he said and bring a flask (laughs) and i was first of all i told 10 people because i was like listen i might get zip tied and might be thrown into the river (laughs) like i that was i mean i say that with like you know laughing but i was actually a little scared cuz i was like i don't know where i'm going and i i'm meeting a stranger so um mm-hmm. i did tell people i was like hey just fyi if you don't hear from me in 3 days Two days. I don't know. I said three days. Come find (laughs) me. Right. So, um, a day. Uh, so I met him and we went to, there's a fireman's bar, um, Mm -hmm. and it's all decked out in fireman decor, but that's literally where the firemen hang out. Um, and I've never been there. It was completely bizarre and weird. And they were all like, Hey, (laughs) and then, um, and we got on the East river ferry and we went over to, uh, Williamsburg we went to Brooklyn bowl. So the flask was for the ferry. But what i realized Mm. on that date is that i was like very i call this sort of like bachelor bachelorette syndrome like i was very present because i was like very excited about i didn't know what was about to happen and Mm -hmm. i think the date went probably better than it should have like i liked the date but i didn't really like the guy because we were experiencing this adventure together And I was like, Mm -hmm. what if there's an app company that would just like, like you match based on things that you like to do, like you pick four things like I like, uh, I want a date that includes water, drinking, sunshine and um, mini golf, and then you Mm -hmm. match with someone else who likes the same things and then this company sets you up on a, a mystery date. Ooh. you don't know what's happening you just show up on the corner like and that like a you know so they could and you like you pledge a certain amount of me I want to spend 50 bucks on this date and then the company arranges some fun thing for you guys to do so that it takes the awkwardness out of like so how long have you lived in New York City <laughs> and what neighborhood do you live in and what do you do for a living and all that stuff so because you're talking about the thing you're doing and that's what they do on mm-hmm. Bachelet they do these crazy activities and they like fall in love in 48 minutes you know mm-hmm. so and then I thought I was like, oh, couples could do this, too, who are super bored. Like, we'll just mm-hmm. plan like a fun thing for them to do around New York
1: City. Yeah, anyway, that's I my pitch, that.
0: Maxine. <laughs> you let me know. You come back to me in two years and so let me know if you want it.
1: I will. I love that idea. I feel, it sounds neat, I know, right? But like, I do not. Everyone is like, what do I do? Like, what's a good date? Yeah. I don't want to go to the bar. And you kind of like exhaust all these places that were new to you at some point but aren't anymore and it's just too much to do the research for a first date you know like you you literally don't know if you're gonna even hit it off if it's worth all that work but right there's like there's
0: a a lot of weird limitations around the first date like you don't want to do dinner because that's a two-hour commitment Mm -hmm. the bar is um sometimes uncomfortable because I've like done bar dates and then the guy will be like oh actually I don't drink and I'm like why did we go to a bar (laughs) you know you're just gonna watch me drink that's so uncomfortable and then like I liked the walking dates in the pandemic but uh it it seems like no one's interested in that anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, like we're back to the let's get a cocktail Mm
1: -hmm.
0: offer which and again yeah like that's an hour and a half commitment sit there and drink a glass of wine yeah so yeah anyway um back to you (laughs) but thank you for (laughs) thank you for the encouragement anyway this is all to say like I know as a producer and, and, you know, as as an executor myself, like how much work is on the back end of making an idea come to life. Um, mm-hmm. And so I can anyone that makes something come to fruition and is successful at it. Like, wow, I just I think you're so incredible. Just know that I I see how much work you put in and you're doing a great job.
1: Thank you. That means a lot. It's definitely no one really knows, you know, we're going yeah. it
0: so wait can we take a little can we take a little side detour for a second because you're
1: single yourself no i'm actually seeing someone oh you are okay great yeah did you meet someone in real life no we actually <laughs> met on a dating app you did not oh my god yes. We, yes, that'll be your is. dirty little
0: secret we won't tell anybody
1: i know the irony, right
0: <laughs> that's so funny wait which dating app did you meet on bumble bumble okay <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I couldn't have planned that if I tried. Um, Right? (laughs) Well, good. good. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. I hope it
0: works out for you. I was hoping we'd have a little bonding moment, single woman to single woman,
1: but that's okay. (laughs) You're doing a great job. (laughs) You're doing better than I I am. I hear you and I see you. (laughs) Thank you. You know the struggle. You know the struggle. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's good. So you guys, so you're exclusive. You're not dating. You're decided to sort of see this person exclusively, at least for the time being. Yes cool. Okay, great. And if you're not, then you have a dating company that you can use to meet hundreds of people. So you got some options.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And even my friends that help me co-host my events, guys will approach them after. So. Oh, that's clever. It's a great space. Yeah. That's very clever.
0: Yeah. So let's say I'm, uh, we met in real life curious, walk me through the user experience. Like not just that, not just the active sort of like I go on to the Google form and sign up, but you know, like what the event would actually be like, how it all goes down.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you, well, first you do fill out a Google form. We use that to just make sure you are who you say you are. You have to link your Instagram or LinkedIn or something. Oh, good. And okay. um, you write like your occupation, what you're looking for, because we're really not trying to find people that are just looking for a hookup. We want you okay. to be trying to make intentional connections, whether that be friendship or a relationship or networking. Um So, yeah, you fill that out, and we also use that to sort through, like, and make sure we're attracting people of a similar age range. Um, We've had a variety of ages fill out the form, but we try to keep the sweet spot between, like, 25-year-olds to 35-year-olds. So that's usually um, the people that attend our events. And Mm. then when, when there's an event, we send you a private link on Eventbrite to buy a ticket, our tickets sell out really fast since we've been viral on TikTok. But you you attend our event, we do a group icebreaker first to loosen everybody up and take a little bit of the stress off before you are in the hot seat talking to so many people. Um, and that's also just to like pad time for anyone who's running late. So, we'll do that group activity and then we do speed dating for about 50 minutes to an hour. You get four minutes with each person, and I'll be on the microphone having the guys get up and go to the next seat. Um, When you're before you sit down for the speed dating, you also get a little cheat sheet with a few fun questions we made up so that you're not talking you're not having the same conversation like 15 times yes you know like what do you do where do you live like oh my god everyone gets a card with like six questions um that aren't what do you do where are you from nice um and we we say like you don't have to use these these are just a suggestion but we would hate for you to have the same conversation like okay, everyone in this room lives in this neighborhood, right. you know, <laughs> let's just like, get that out of like the way. What? <laughs> yeah. So let's go
0: around and talk what neighborhood we live in. Yes.
1: Yes. Cause the event I went to, like, I wish we had some kind of like resource to pull from, to think of a fun question. Cause I would hate for you to like sit in front of a person that you actually have a lot in common with but you just don't talk you don't about have it enough time to get there yeah yeah you're stuck talking about like yeah i work as an engineer and i moved here five years ago and then i'm looking for an apartment oh time's up okay yeah thanks. that's
0: so true that you barely get past the small talk I like, I dislike speed dating for that very reason. Um, mm-hmm. city swoon is a little, their segments are longer, like 10 minutes. So I was like, all right, let's see if that works. But I will tell you the event I did, uh, I guess it was May or April. That mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying. Like literally by the seventh guy, I was like, please do not ask me anything about New York city or what
1: I do. For a living. Yeah. It's exhausting. Like yeah, and it, and so it feels like an interview. Like, yes. This is like a mini date, so let's let's treat it as such. Talk about something else. So What's yeah, one and of I, your questions? What's a conspiracy theory that you low key believe in? <gasps> That, see, I
0: don't know that I want. It. Well, maybe I do want to hear that on on a speed date. Yeah, like,
1: you. I think you do. <laughs> you can say there's, literally there's, anything, like the rats in the subway are plotting against us, or
0: you see, know, that's like cute. I feel like that might like. There's some crazy people in New York, and if they said there's about three, four answers that would weed people out immediately. I'll tell you that.
1: Yes, and that's why I love that question.
0: That's a good. That's. I might steal that just for my regular dates if I ever have one yeah um, that's,
1: that's a good opener
0: yeah yeah for
1: sure. I love those questions on hinge you know those little prompts on hinge that was sort of the inspiration for these questions oh yeah too, okay because it's like like I already know you probably live around here and whatever or we, we can get to that on our actual real date true if this is a speed date make me laugh or something <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> you have four minutes make me laugh <laughs> yes do it you no got pressure it. <laughs> you got it yes. and
0: if not you got 15 tries so,
1: so well there. that's a lot of people
0: to me in an hour mm-hmm. 15 people
1: yeah it is it's definitely a lot um but i think the group icebreaker is a good warm-up yeah and also when you first get there we have like 15 minutes of, like, open mingling, too. And I find that a lot of people bring a friend as well, so it's not, like, as... Torture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not as scary as it seems. Um, but, yeah, like, that's what it is. And usually, or, yeah, at every single event, people hang out after. People don't just immediately. Really? And I encourage them to do that, too. Um, at the end, you also... Pick like the top three people you like the most, and if you match, we'll connect you all. And I also say a disclaimer at the beginning: like, don't rely on us to connect you. Like, this is we met in real life. I would love for you guys to just like connect when they're in front of you and exchange. God forbid, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not that hard. Use your words. Ask (laughs) ask for the Instagram or something. Hey if they say no that is okay go to the next person but yeah we we do that at the end and once they fill that out with the exit survey i'm like hey guys hang out like we're at this amazing space they have xyz food or xyz drinks or something else like hang out and everyone does they stay for at least (laughs) another 30 minutes to an hour that's really impressive it becomes like a really fun mixer hangout and so many women make friends there guys connect like it's, it's just a great safe space to meet people outside of your normal network you know
0: yeah do you curate the group a little bit like when you get let's say you got a hundred google forms but you only have well you said it's that it's first come first serve right so mm-hmm. you're not sending specific invitations to certain people
1: Mm-mm. so you yeah. just open
0: it up whoever gets our first gets to come
1: Yep, it's pretty open. But wouldn't it be fun, Maxine, if you
0: just sort of were like, I'm going to send invitations to this group of 20 people because I think that they might vibe? Is that, that's too yeah, aggressive?
1: <laughs> I definitely thought of that when I first, at like first all the event. artists or
0: something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that was definitely in the brainstorm process. But as someone that works in the creative adjacent area, me and my friends were like, no, like we want to meet people that aren't. A hundred percent. Totally. Like we we want to meet different people because um, we're already like at our work events and stuff. Like I've probably already seen so many people a million times. I would love to meet someone who works in tech or right. blue collar or whatever, like a different industry, you know. So it was definitely something I thought would be cool, but it's like eh, it's, it's kind of hard.
0: Yeah, no, maybe you're playing a little too much matchmaker hand to God a little bit, I'm just, <laughs> that was fun for a second. Um, mm-hmm. do you have, do you have repeat attendees? Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, I have had a couple repeat attendees and, um, I've had, yeah, I think I noticed that my first two event, first three events, a lot of people from the first event tried to, wanted to come to the third and so on and so forth. I even get emails from people like, how can I get a ticket again? I went to this one and it sells out so fast. I'm like, yeah, I know.
0: I mean, on the one hand, that's really good. Like you're obviously producing really great events with good people because they they wouldn't want to come back otherwise. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, that means that they're not (laughs) <laughs> they're not matching with people. So, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you define success as, mm-hmm. um, from a business perspective, you probably want people keep coming back, but of course you want success rates as well or success. Yeah. Stories.
1: Yeah. I'm gathering a few of my success stories right now to post on the page soon. Um, cause we do have those as well, but as far as what I measure as success, I put that disclaimer on my page, like you're not gonna meet the love of your life, like maybe you will, but don't go into this expecting that i I want you to approach this as like this is a space to meet new people, yeah, and potentially one of these people I could date or fall in love with, but don't don't put that high expectation just like you wouldn't on Bumble or Hinge or just like going outside for a day and you got cute, you know like you might meet someone and that would be cool and you have an experience and hit it off like because of the pandemic took so much socializing away i mm-hmm. think spaces like this are important just just for that reason to socialize like we lost some of those skills so i think it's also just great practice to talk to people you don't know and you might never see again so it's it's fine if you stuttered a little bit or got nervous or um didn't have an answer to a question or something. Um, It's all about like getting out of that comfort zone that happened in COVID of just being alone and talking to like your main squad of people and like this, this is outside of that. We have so many places to party and get drunk and hang out we have so many spaces to like go to restaurants. Also, there's so many networking events, but there's not that many just casual spaces to build relationships. So that's where I come in.
0: That is that is so true on so many levels. Like even if you were to take the, the partying element out of it, the bars, which we all know are impossible places to meet people. Like let's say you go in a cafe, like one's got their headphones in and mm-hmm. everyone's got their eyes on their computer. So like talking about this with someone the other day it was a straight guy and he was trying to ask how he can approach women in public that doesn't that that doesn't scare them or offend them Mm -hmm. you know so he's asking me and this other woman and and we were like you know what it's really just about cultivating openness as a human being so it's not about hitting on a woman at the grocery store but like why don't you just try like picking your eyes up when you're on the subway or like I saw this woman on the subway and I just complimented her on her necklace. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. need anything from that exchange, but by cultivating openness and, and, and bringing down that door of like, I'm not allowed to talk to strangers, but you are, but like Mm -hmm. in a, in a good human way, like you could just ask someone in the line behind you at coffee, what are you getting? What's good here? You know, and the more we cultivate openness, the the more you're likely to attract someone to you, if you will.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It's definitely tough out there for guys right now because my guy friends and my brother have told me that as well. Like, well, it's kind of hard to approach women nowadays in public because of all these um, situations women have had about street harassment and that yeah. whole thing and you you have your guard up outside yes. especially in New York um so it's difficult honestly even when they're at the bar or at a party because um, the setting is kind of weird and if um you're trying to date and not just hook up but you met at the club or like this guy approached you at the club or the bar. You're like, mm, what is he really looking for? You know, like, exactly. no, I'm not going to give you my number. Cause exactly. I don't want to go home with you. So it's like, well, dang, where do I meet the guy then?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's so true. So what, when and, was your first, uh, event?
1: My first event was February 10th, the Thursday before Valentine's
0: this year. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. And where was it and how
1: did it go? It was at Therapy Wine Bar in Bed-Stuy on Malcolm X Boulevard. Um, I chose that space because they had just opened and it looked like a cool venue. I just hit up the manager and she was down to let me rent out the space. Um, And I was also looking for a black owned business since Mm. I'm black and I live in Bed-Stuy. Like I wanted it to be in my community. Yeah, you
0: want to support local business, that's awesome
1: yeah and to just like be in the comfort of like i walk down this street every day i used to live on this street um and i had an event there and it went well or it didn't and that was an experience you know yeah so um yeah it was it was awesome it was like way better than i imagined it going and one of my friends took photos at the event i had five or four of my close friends help me co-host check people in get the name tags all that jazz um I made a video recap of the event on TikTok and that's kind of when my business took off because that video went viral and um we got just so much attention from people everywhere around the world, honestly. Um so just kept going from there once I got that confirmation that people want this, you know?
0: So it's just been word of mouth so far. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So your first group of people, were they just like friends and friends of friends?
1: Yeah, friends of friends. Okay.
0: Wow, that's uh, amazing. And obviously, like, I found out about you through this mention in the New York Times article,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: which is appropriately called, Is It Time to Try Speed Dating?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, like
0: They really pinned the sort of um, general consensus, this feeling that we not just have in New York, but I think everyone all around that we've two years of virtual dating if you will and app fatigue has led to this like yeah exhaustion point where we're like there's got to be another way to do this um, yeah. so congrats on the new york times mention by the way that's
1: like unreal thank you it was it was just crazy to get so much attention that's so like, cool right out the gate yeah
0: you know. but i will say it was kind of sad that they like didn't quote you like they quoted this instagram influencer that attended your event and i was like uh okay but why didn't they you know i would love to have had your voice represented in the article um but yeah. you know, business is business so you're probably thrilled with it regardless
1: yeah it was it was totally amazing just to be in there and um i've had a few other publications reach out to me so hopefully that'll become a more full print story about what i'm doing and
0: not just um
1: because that one was like including a lot of people right 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 Mm -hmm. so back to my
0: original question how the hell do you find time (laughs) to manage this when you are doing a full-time job in media production
1: it's definitely difficult to manage the time but the best way i do it is kind of like compartmentalizing like I have my work hours 10 to 6 and then I have the time I work Then you my come business. home and work
0: on it oh my gosh bless you yep.
1: <laughs> yep, I have the time outside of that doing that and I try to um not be because if I didn't separate it I would be doing both all the time you know Yeah. or like it would it would leak into my daily work and stuff um so yeah I feel solid in it right now. But in the early months of me doing this, it was definitely like, uh, I don't even have time to breathe. (laughs) Right? How does this all work? Um, so. And can I
0: mention that somewhere in the middle there, you found time to find a boyfriend and to cultivate a relationship. So (laughs) you must never sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it, um, since the success of my business, it's been easier to secure spaces and to um, just get the support I needed in the beginning to make an event happen, you know. So I'm really lucky to constantly have people reaching out to help me make it happen and not just having to count on myself. My family has been really supportive. Okay. They don't live in New York, but they help me a ton with everything and helping with design stuff and I also got a grant with Adobe. They do. This, I saw that. Um,
0: Congratulations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. It's like a small business grant program and they gave me a mentor and I've been able to use Adobe Express to do my graphics, which is awesome because I'm not a graphic designer. I was just like playing around in Photoshop and also um, having friends help me. But with with the grant there's a lot of like templates and stuff on this application. So that's been a major hurdle. Cause if your stuff doesn't look good, people aren't going to come, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, the time management is, is definitely an evolving thing. <laughs> like some weeks I'll be super busy. Like the day before my event is crazy, but um, that whole month I try to space out everything. So I'm not like in a frenzy. <laughs> so
0: are you right now you're just doing like one event a month
1: yeah it's like one i'm actually doing two this month but and this will be the first time i did that but yeah it's usually once a month that's incredible
0: i mean obviously what the most beautiful part of your story is that like Yeah, we talked about you just had an idea and you executed it, which for me is like 90% of the battle. But you Mm -hmm. have such a strong community of people from, it sounds like your friends that were hosting, just like volunteering, the people that attended your first event just on your invitation. I would have like three people there probably, um, Mm -hmm. personally. And then your family that's like supporting you and encouraging you along the way. Like what what a beautiful story. I love when people have the seed of an idea and then people rise up to help other people get that idea made. I think that's really wonderful.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's community is so important with managing something like this. And I'm just grateful that my people are always inspiring me and encouraging me. And there definitely wouldn't be a business without everyone behind me, you know?
0: So is the dream to like, I know you just got a new job, but I don't want to say this, like, but it's the dream to like leave me- media production and now this and like do this full time.
1: Yeah, I think it would be cool to do this full time and see where it goes. Um, but for now, I'm really happy with working in media and doing these events on the side. But yeah, even my boss was like I'm scared you're going to quit because this is already so successful. Oh my gosh, that's so reassuring and encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, my coworkers are super supportive. They were like, "I wonder how we can do a video on you." I was just thinking. I was like, popular. there's
0: there's some kind of magical collaboration that's got to happen in there somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a crossover. And if not, happens. you'll just make
0: it yourself. You're just going to make a video <laughs> saying that you are the news.
1: <laughs> exactly. That, you're like breaking headline. <laughs> Have you all heard I'll about do. this new
0: dating company? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so what's the, like any plans? I know you're early stages and I don't mean to put any pressure on you in any way, but just like just curious about what you're where you're at. Any plans to expand the idea of it into more of a. Networking. I know you mentioned that people come there for reasons other than romantic, but of course that's like the primary goal. So I was Mm -hmm. just thinking more of how, how Bumble has created like Bumble BFF. Do you have any, Mm -hmm. um, do you, do you have any passion for that? Is that idea interesting to you to make sort of like, uh, to expand this idea into like a networking or a friend building model?
1: Definitely. Um, I definitely have dreams of expanding beyond just, um, dating romantic relationships and building upon that. Um, A few organizations have reached out to me to collaborate in that realm, kind of, so I'm definitely in conversations with stuff like that. I had an event in June where I collaborated with my church and two other Christian churches for a Christian singles event that was such a blast. Wow. Um, So I'm excited to just keep seeing who's interested in collaborating with me and working through that vision and making it happen. And because that event wasn't speed dating, it was a mixer. I came up with a couple different group activities and some like, not necessarily one-on-one because it was a lot more people. Um, But because I'm a Christian and I attend one of the churches, the pastors worked with me a lot to come up with some fun stuff that was more Christian friendly versus just like my normal dating events. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was so much fun. I think like 80 people came and we were at a game space. It was like a pool hall, but they also had ping pong and bowling. Um, So it was like 80 people
0: came from your
1: church from, it was three churches. So I'm impressed.
0: That's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And I say this with all the
0: cynicism of a New Yorker because, you know, most of us, (laughs) most of us live a life that has like, we've removed ourselves from the religion that we grew up with. Like I don't Mm -hmm. have a ton of friends that still attend any kind of religious service. And I feel like that's the, generally the vibe I, I feel about people in New York city were a little, I don't know, disconnected from that, that faith, if you will. So the fact that you would get young people going to church the fact that you would get like this demographic 25 to 35 not just going to church but also coming to like a christian singles event in new york city like we're not talking Mm -hmm. like we're not in georgia right now like this is that's really (laughs) like that's commendable
1: yeah it was amazing and i feel like because my church i attend has a younger congregation and the two other churches we partnered with also have a generally younger attendance age range it was a bit easier for us um but yeah it was also the legitimacy of my business that added to that because even at church when they announced it and at a couple others they were like oh they're partnering with we met in real life and I was like this is so cool like they know me I um, love that you're like
0: they use the word the phrase like we're partnering with like mm-hmm. you're you are the brand sponsorship
1: now we've yeah. come full circle yeah <laughs> Exactly. So that was amazing. I definitely hope to do more of that just because I'm a part of that community and doing other things in that realm for sure. But to answer your question about like what's next for me, I'm looking to go on tour to like four or five cities this I fall. I love it. Um, so trying to secure some sponsorships for that. Um. But yeah, I'm excited just because like, I don't know if you've seen my TikToks, but I get so many comments from people in all these other cities like, please come here, please come yeah. here and this. And I have friends in other cities that already were like, when are you coming to my city? When are you coming to LA, Chicago, Atlanta? Um, so I was like, you know what? Um, if I get enough interest, we can do it. And this is crazy. You're like six months in. It's going to you... be even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm amazed by you thank you and yeah, it's it's crazy that it's so fresh and new
0: um people are starving they're literally like please go to my city please get me off of tinder well so this this leads me to sort of um i have a little bit of a hot seat question for you which is something that I ask my guest experts, it's a little open-ended, a little more challenging, maybe a little more intense. If you are, are you game for a hot seat question? For sure. Okay, all right, so here's here's my intense question for you. So, and I just love to hear sort of your inner desires and thoughts on this, Um, you know, however you wanna answer it. Mm -hmm. We live in New York City, which is one of the most diverse cities in the US, if not the world. Mm -hmm. We are, generally speaking, one of the most socioeconomically diverse cities and while we have a lot of wealth disparity in New York City that segregates neighborhoods you know we boast some of the most welcoming intercultural neighborhoods among most major cities in the U.S. and you know people live in New York City for the diversity of culture like you literally can't date in New York City by limiting yourself to a specific race or culture Mm -hmm. so I guess my question is why did you see a need to create a space where people of color could meet each other like what was missing for you to say we need this aside from that one sort of terrible speed dating company that we won't even mention the name of
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so honestly even from attending that event i came up with my idea, but I was like, I'm sure someone's already doing this. So I searched Eventbrite, I did a bunch of searches and all of these singles events had white people on the flyers. So I felt like there there was a major gap in like advertising or um, opinions of people like, is this for me or is this something mm. that only white people do? Cause I know like just being a part of the black community sometimes we say that, like, oh, that's for white people, because we've never seen ourselves in spaces like that. So um, just out of not seeing anybody doing that or seeing a space where there were people from other cultures attending some kind of dating event, I decided to make one myself. Um, And I also think, like, as a black woman, there has been data about, like, it's harder for Black women to date on dating apps and all that jazz. And I don't necessarily want to, like, focus on the negativity in those studies, but I did want to make a space where I was intentional of including Black women in a space where they can find love or a connection or something, you know? Yeah. Because um, New York is diverse, but I think we all stay in our... um bubbles if you will like I lived in Bed-Stuy. I really only went out in Bed-Stuy, maybe lower East Side um, and same for someone from Harlem or someone from a different community in New York City you know so yeah I just I just did not see um real life in person dating events mm. with people of color in mind so I felt like there was a need for it and from all of the success and the constant messages I receive daily and emails, I know it. There's a need there. It, yeah. The fact that people from all over the country are telling me this too, it, it says. It definitely says something. And I, I think we're a bit naive to think that um, people are. Or I mean, you already said it. Like it's a struggle to be on dating apps, but. I thought like, okay, dating apps are rough, but everyone is going to meet someone, right? But that's really not the case. And people really don't like to have this as their only option. So to have a space where it's like, there's just people here and we're all here for one or two reasons. Mm. Like we, we want to talk to someone else. Um, yeah, I want to go to that because if you're at the bar and you go alone or with a friend, it's so tough to like is he just there alone does he want to talk or does she want to talk like you don't know i've gotten messages from people in hawaii people in on the west coast east coast the south people from paris toronto you know like we're craving it and i'm like a gen z millennial cusp (laughs) but um i feel like our generation specifically we're in a weird place like I when I started dating in college, it was through dating apps, mostly.
0: That's so crazy. I've, I've
1: never really been like I met a guy and we started dating or um I hear people say like through Mitchell Friends, like I've never experienced that either. So we specifically want that because we've only seen that in movies mm-hmm. like a lot of at my first event, a lot of people were like, oh, this is like Hitch in that scene <laughs> where they were t- speed dating. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> and laugh. so many people were also like, I've never seen this for black people or like, like just with black people, not white people, you know? Right, right. Like another girl I talked to before my first event, she was like, I've always wanted to go to a speed dating event, but it, it just didn't look like it was for me. Oh. Um, like I said, so yeah. I'm I'm happy to make a space for that just to like even if you wanted to just check it off a box, like I did it, it wasn't for me, but it was a cool thing to do. It's a conversation starter that you went speed dating, or you met the love of your life at my event. You know, so yeah, I think it was it was necessary. It, it's been confirmed to me that it's necessary.
0: I think it's wonderful. I mean, I I I really admire the way that you acknowledge that a, a specific space needs to be made, and moreover. Even if you go to like a speed dating (laughs) event with another company, like what I've gone to ones and I've met a diverse array of of options, but you're right in pointing out that like, if it's not marketed and presented in that way, it's already a problem. Mm -hmm. So like, I just, I believe in the intentionality behind your idea and just claiming and saying like, this is specific for this community. This is a place where black women can feel safe and feel seen So, and I, I, as far as I know, you, you are the first person to come up with this idea. So Mm -hmm. I, and as you said, people are hungry for it. So even if New York city is like like an easy place to make this happen. Like I think fucking America is ready for you. You know what I mean? Like, I I think there's a lot of States I will say that could use something like this. Just, just a a presence. Like I said, a safe space for community to gather specifically that people know it's, it's for them. They see themselves represented there.
1: I agree because I also feel like sometimes with like dating mixers, it's, It's more of like, we're going to do a mixer and we're just putting all these people in a room. But when you you bring people together at the pursuit of community or connection or something, you've got to be intentional on how you bring these people together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because just like I've been to singles events, I've been to networking events where I'm like, freaking just graduated college, don't really know how to approach anyone, and there weren't really any activities or a framework to the night. It was like open bar a few snacks like go up to people which is intimidating so yes totally if if you're gonna bring people together like do it intentionally and I'm lucky because I am from this generation I kind of know how to get them interested and um make it fun and take take some of the pressure off like it doesn't have to be like all right like so serious you know like we all we all came here like it's not going to be awkward because we all bought tickets to be here at 7 p.m to do this thing it's fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) right right no like there's something to be said about like everyone else is in the same position that you're at emotionally or or just like in in terms of their mindset in committing to to attend and be there and be open-minded to meet other people i have a sort of follow-up hot seat question if I may.
1: Absolutely.
0: Where, outside of New York City, do you envision we met in real life doing the most good? Where in the world? Hmm. Like, I if you could launch so. your next your next city, someone just financed you a million dollars mm-hmm. to say, Where, wherever you think this is most needed next, we're going we're gonna to create a satellite office there. Where would that be? Mm-hmm.
1: Well... So first, I will say we're still choosing the cities we're going to do on tour. I feel like after I go on tour, I will have You'll a way have better, better idea, better yeah, yeah, idea yeah. of what regions and how they respond. But I'm from the South. Like I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee and Arkansas. And I feel like smaller cities would enjoy this because they're not as spoiled as New Yorkers or L.A. people or Chicago people like You know, every weekend, you know, probably like five different things happening to do where you're, you're Mm -hmm. gonna be in a room with people you haven't already met. You're, you have, you have options to meet friends or whatever it is you're looking for. That's not the case for smaller cities. So we've been trying to do research on like a mid-sized city that doesn't have as much going on as New York, Chicago, LA, um, to do this because I'm sure like, there's young people everywhere. They want to meet each other, um, and they don't want to be online, and they don't want to be at the same bar in the city where everyone goes. You know, they, right. they want they want something different. Um, Cause I totally felt that in my first event, like attracting people. I'm like, there's so much to do here. Like, you really have to be unique to get people to come to your thing when they already had like four different invitations that night. That's mm-hmm. why I, I don't do it on like a Saturday or a Friday. Cause I'm I know sorry. like you are booked in advance weeks in ahead. And but, even
0: if you're not booked, you got that FOMO where you're like, well, I have like 10 options, but I'm just not sure which one I'm going to go.
1: Yeah. With. I don't think I'm going to do the dating event. It's Friday, you know, like yeah. Mond- Monday night, what are you doing? Come over, you know, Sunday evening, come perfect. Any weeknight, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the mid-sized city is the place. But we'll see. I also have an opinion that might not be true. But I do think that Southern people, this is kind of like a um, stereotype that Southern people are always looking for relationships more. So I thought that my events there might do a little better. But who knows? We'll, there, that's we'll not see a stereotype. Like, it
0: is a stereotype, but it is true. There's like a little bit more of a, a marriage-minded culture down in the South, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. It's it's definitely like, how come you're already 35,
1: dumb? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> that that is not normal, you know? right? Right. Um, what,
0: have you, what have you done wrong <laughs> that you missed out on marriage and babies? Um, yeah. So that's ex- that's true.
1: Definitely. So um, right now I'm targeting like Charlotte, North Carolina or a city similar to that. That's like small, but has a large population of young people. um, And I think it would do well there. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm so excited for you for what's to come just in the first year of your business. But honestly, for the next projected five years, like I'm, I'm very honored to get the chance to speak to you so early on in your Mm -hmm. soon to be famous life. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, like having interviews with the New York times, is just like a regular Monday for you. So like. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and tell me about your business and um, share with me your reasons for starting it and your deep belief in, in why you created the company and, and what you hope to get out of it. It's, it's, I've, it's really been my pleasure all right everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode what do we think i would love to hear from you guys are you going to try in real life dating speed dating parties if you have an organization that you love that i don't know about please send them my way if you sign up for we met in real life let a girl know let me know let maxine know tag us in your posts we would love to hear from you and how it's going and how you're trying to change up the game for 2022 and beyond as you know, we're over on Instagram at hashtag single pod. Please come join the conversation. If you're feeling extra generous today, I don't know, maybe you want to like give us a, a little love on the Apple podcast or the Google podcast or whatever you're listening to right now, Spotify. Just hit that like, send us a little comment, say hello, maybe subscribe. I don't know. Am I asking for too many things? Maybe. I don't know. Pick one. Whatever floats your boat. (laughs) Give us a little love. Let Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to. Let them know that you want more of our content that helps us rise to the top. And if you have a badass single woman in your life that could maybe use a little reinforcement, send her an episode or two, or maybe introduce her to her, we met in real life. Maybe you guys can go to a party together. Who knows? The world is your oyster. <laughs> we have a brand new one-on-one episode with two single people coming up in two weeks. I'm so excited to get that out there with you. I hope you have an awesome two weeks enjoying summer wherever you are. Until then, we will catch you next time.